You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So once again, we're learning as we're in the Shiva of Rabbi Yudah Herzog and Avram Michilel Henkin, Zechim Tzadok Yivrocho. This was a, a question he dealt with when he was um, 30 years old, as you can see. He was born in 1945, so this was a question he dealt with when he was 30. People asked him, and they felt that, especially since they are a yeshiva, they're learning, he was involved with them in the yeshiva teaching, should we stop during the moment of the tzifirah, the alarm that goes off, now, I believe it's a minute, but maybe it's three minutes? Moshe, maybe you could... How many minutes is it? The the One. It's one minute. Just one minute. And that's it's, the... It's called a minute of silence. That's probably it's a minute. It makes sense to remember. Well, they call it a moment. I don't know if a moment and a minute is the same. But oh, okay. They, but, and, I, and I know that, that it's the same amount for Shoah as it is for Yom Hazikaron, I believe. And of course, you know, the minag is, is that um, all yeah, over... It's already five minutes. It's five minutes? I don't know if it's, it's... I think it's more than one minute. It's probably more like between three to five. It's yeah. only a minute because they cannot keep the cars <laughs> standing. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, because, because that's ba- the point. Basically, what happens is, as Moshe just says, at that moment, everybody pulls off to the side when they're driving. And, and I think most, most Eretz Yisrael get out of their car, I believe. They stop the car, they get out of the car, and they stand. Right, right. And the, the question is, you're in yeshiva. Okay. You're not in Ponovich. This... Rav Hankin was not the Rosh Hashiva in Bonovich. He was not a Rebbe and a Magid Shir in the Kailu Chazanish. He was in Beit Shan. There was some Chevra, serious, yeshivish, uh, Mavdal. But they were learning. And they said, should we stop learning? We're in the middle of learning Torah. So they asked him from the Gemara in, from the Mishnah in Makos. The Mishnah Mako says, If someone is walking on the road, and he's learning, and he stops his learning, and he says, That's what the Mishnah says. It's like he's put a death sentence on him. He was in the middle of walking, he was, and, and he was in the middle of learning, and walking and learning. Stops his learning and he says, Look how beautiful this tree is. So Ravankin said, That's not what this case is at all. First of all, uh, if you take a look at Rashi in Pirkeyavos, Rashi says, Why is he learning while he's walking? Not just because he loves learning, because Derech is a place where you have Mazikim. If you're out in the, in the, in the woods, you're out in the place where there aren't people around, you have these powers of Tuma. 
So that's why he's learning. So it's so when he stops to learn, even though he's praising one of God's creations, the the shadim have the power to to damage him at that place. And we say it's his fault. That's the first shot of Rashi in in, in, in the Mishnah. So if you learn that's the reason, that has no connection to being in the base Medrash. You're not Bamokam Sakon in the base Medrash. There's another Pshat in the Mishnah, which is, I guess, the simpler Pshat that Rabbeinu Yonah says. Um, but even according to that, it's not about necessarily somebody who's in, who's on the road somewhere or in some sort of strange woods. So what's the reason why? Not because he stops to learn alone. It's also because he talks. It's because he says something else. Which even though you might say, isn't that a beautiful thing he said? No, that's called Sikha Beteva. And so in other words, it's the opposite of learning, Taira, as opposed to just stopping to learn. Stopping to speak in learning or, you know, in other words, he had up until this point been learning, talking back and forth. Now he stops and then he says something else. So he says, even Rav Henkin wrote that it's the reason why it's negative is because you're actually speaking other things. Like an interruption? Like, would that right, be- right. Exactly. <laughs> she, like an interruption is worse than not saying anything. So That's like, what Davini, you stop for Kedusha, even if you don't answer it. Good, good comparison. Hamafsik mi Mishnaso vegam Omer. But the, even according to Rabbeinu Yonah, you're not considered the Schayev bin Avsho unless you actually speak some words. In fact, if you look at the Mishnah of Hankin says, it says, Mavsik mi Mishnaso. Which means, he could keep on learning, but he willfully stops his learning in order to comment about the tree. Now, if that's true, um, and if he says, if you take a look at one of the other from the Medrash Shmuel, on Pirkeyavos, um, you'll get the impression that Where's the tree? The tree is like off on the side. And he's looking around and checking it out. So in other words, he is a person who isn't serious about his learning. And he's someone who sort of specifically finds things to get to get um, distracted with. That's the person who we're saying is a negative. But here, when the when when the alarm goes off, he didn't. It's not like he went out of his way to be uh, distracted by it. That's the law of the country. Hula owns Soshoma, and therefore, since this is, and here's what Rav Hankin wrote, even when he was a young man, mitam nimusei medina muchuyav lavod even though he's in the base Medrash. But that's what the attitude of society is. Even though he's sitting and learning, but that's different than a person who, who specifically stops and, 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 and gets distracted. 
Rav Hankin says, I know there's another interpretation in the Bartanura. The Bartanura asks the question in the Mishnah and Avos, why did the Mishnah mention a tree? Why does it have to tell us what he said? What did you say? A person is, in spe- is walking in the derach, he's learning and stops and speaks some sicha betewa. Why does it give us the example of the tree? So the Bartanura writes that even though it's such a beautiful tree that you would make a bracha on it, that even if it's a, it, it, it's a beautiful tree that the Gemaran brachas in the, in the tenth parak writes that you would Right, the ninth parak. I'm sorry. The ninth parak of Brochus writes that you you would make a broch on such a tree. So it's a type of thing that, and according to many shitas, you're mechuyev to make a brocha on seeing such a beautiful tree. And that's the way it's in Shulchan Aruch. Still, you're chayev benavsho because you stopped learning. So lachora, you can say. So even though it's important. The country, you're, you're respecting the people who died, you're respecting the, the people who lost relatives, but is it a simon in Shulchan Aruch that you make a brach on it? So here you see how Choshev, you're in the middle of learning is, you don't stop to make a bracha, even though there's a din in Shulchan Aruch to make a bracha if you see it, but not to stop learning to make that bracha. So it would seem comparable to the case of in Eretz Yisrael, of stopping your learning to, um, for the sake of standing up. So, first of all, he says, it's, it's, a, it's still, di- it's got to be like the Mishnah. You're right, the Mishnah is talking about a mitzvah, but it's a mitzvah with words. It's a mitzvah to make this bracha, but you stop and you say certain words. And that's different than here where you don't say anything. Also, he says, he doesn't believe the Bartanur's pshat is what, what is really the interpretation of the Mishnah. He didn't find it in Rashi. He didn't find it in Rabbeinu Yonah. So again, here we see Rav Hankin was a researcher, like we saw last night. That opinion is, is, is not mentioned by the Rishonim. Um, another question he asks is, we know the Gemara in Brochos talks about a case where you're sitting in the base Medrash. They didn't, what happened? The Gemara in Brochos on Daphne and Gimel spoke about a case where a person had not made Bore Mareha Esh on Saturday night because they didn't have fire anywhere. And then the next day, they found someone who had fire. And he came to the base medrash, bringing the fire. So it's a machlokas beishame beishilel, how you make the bracha. According to beishilel, one person gives a clap in the base medrash and says, all right, everybody, we didn't have any fire last night. We're going to make a bracha. According to Shammai, Everyone, the, the Gabai goes to every person in the base medrash, and every every chavrusa, whatever it is, stops for a moment and makes the bracha separately. So, is it one big bracha like Beis Hillel says, Rova Madras Melech, or is it a bunch of individual brachas? Now, Shammai says he disagreed. Shammai disagreed with Beis Hillel because they felt that it's bit. It's called bitul Beis Hamedrash. 
if um, if one person gives a clop, because everyone has to stop their learning and listen. So that's why Shammai felt like the Gabai will go to everyone and everyone will make the bracha barim So that's the Gemara and brachas. So Rav says that if the Bartanura is right, that from the Mishnah of us you see that when you're in the middle of learning, you don't make a bracha even on something that you're mechuyiv to make a bracha on, a beautiful tree. So maybe you, why, why is, why according to everybody were they making brachas in the base medrash? So that's his question. He says, yeah, so you can maybe say it's not a, a 100% of a proof, but it's a very nice question on the Bartanura from that, because over there it seems to be very similar. Then Rav Hankin says that that's the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos. The Gemara in Chagiga says a, a more a stronger language. A person was learning Torah and decides to stop and just schmoozing. We're going to put hot coals in his mouth. Okay. Once again, Rav Hankin says, that's Sicha. You start talking about other stuff. Here, you're quiet. Now, and then he goes through a number of proofs going through the Pasuk and Eov and other things showing you that that's the Pshat. Now, one of the things that um, he says, Shemikol Eila Ein Laaser Absokas Limud Ela Al Shaloa Yudei Dibur. If you're not talking, it should not be Aser. Uveprat Kishihi Mischayevis Mitamni Musa Medina. Once again, this is what everyone in the country does. Okay, where did they get it from? Okay, they didn't come from the Torah. All right, you're right. They got it from. Dr. Kogan, I think it came from somewhere in, in World War One. I, I think, when World War One was over, right? They had that moment of silence. I think that's where it comes from. It, it's definitely some European custom. Uh, it, it did not... Yeah. The, the, yeah, the minute of silence. Yeah, yeah, so the moment of silence, yeah. It came from some European custom. Uh, I, I knew what it was a couple of months ago. But it definitely did not come from from Torah sources, Correct. from Medrash. But it was accepted. And because part of it is because, um, you know, there were so many English, it was sort of an English uh, protectorate from 1917 to 1948. So many of the the mentality uh, was sort of a British mentality of this moment of silence. But it's now become the custom of the Medina. The people who are learning really don't want to do it. Um, now, the truth is, is if you look in the Rambam, Rav Hankin says, you're not really supposed to speak in the base Medrash, only Divrei Torah. In fact, based on the Gemara in, in, in Brachos, the Rambam says, even if somebody sneezes, you don't tell him Gesundheit in the base Medrash. And the Rambam says that that's different than a Beis HaKnesis. 
a base medrash, a place miyuchad for limit Torah, it's so strong that you don't even stop your learning to say gezuntai, to say refuah, to someone who has sneezed. Now, Rav Hankin says, even saying refuah, which you could say is a nice thing, it's only Osir in a base medrash. But in a base Akneses, if you're not davening, or if you're in a place where you're learning, but it doesn't have the Kedush of a base medrash, you could say Gesundheit. Now, the Prisha in Yoridea writes, Ravankin quotes, that even though the Rambam says you're in a base medrash, you're so involved in learning you can't say Gesundheit, the Prisha said, Rav Falk, who wrote the Prisha, that that was in the time of the Gemara, and the Rambam felt it should be true even in our time. But the Prisha, writing in the uh, the 17th century, beginning of the 17th century, says it's not true anymore. Why? And he writes an interesting lush on the Rav Hankin quotes. They lived a type of lifestyle, They didn't look outside of their books. When you'd go into that room, when you'd go into that place of study, they were so intense, they hardly looked outside. And for sure they didn't speak. But today, our standard of learning, the Prisha says, has gone down. And therefore, he says, if you're in the, even in the middle of learning and somebody sneezes, you, you can say Gesundheit to him. It's, 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 it would be okay. Um, the Shach in the Shach in Yoridea agrees with the Prisha. And if you look in the Orach HaShulchan, which of course was a very uh, safer that Rav Henkin used all the time, considered the, the, the prime safer, um, his son, Hashem Yikum Domai, Yakum Domai, his son who was killed by terrorists, as you know, Eitan, Tzadik, Chosid, a wonderful person who was killed, him and his wife were killed on Chalamoid Sukkis, I believe, um, five years ago. I think so. Five, I think it's been four, four or five years. I don't know. What a tragedy. Can you imagine what this, we're learning his Torah. Can you imagine what he had to live through? To, to have a son who was an Eloi, a tzaddik, a beautiful, wonderful man, and to have to to live through his death. It's amazing. It's amazing. Again, that that, should, that was definitely Machapra. He's in Gan Eden for sure. There's no question about it, Rav You might disagree with him, but Kopan and the Aruch was uh, was a favorite of the Hankin family. And the Rosh Hashulchan paskins that way, that we, we aren't on that madrega anymore. He says, the Taz was chaylukala prisha. And says, no. 
He says, we can't say, hey, let's tell, let's, let's say Gesundheit to people. Because then people are going to start talking. They're going to say, yeah, you can talk. We got to, maybe we're not as great as they used to be. But we can't say, yeah, you can say Gesundheit because you know what? We don't want to, we don't want to give an opening. Because if, if the Rav, if the Posek is saying, hey, you can tell everybody, if you hear the guy sneeze, you can say, you can say Gesundheit then people are going to start saying, yeah, you can talk in the base Medrash. So the Taz is trying to keep the old banner going, even though we're not on that same Madrega. Taz says, no, we, we, we've got to be strong. So what would the Taz say about today? So Rav Hankin says, the Taz would admit that quiet would be different. Why? The Taz doesn't want the Rav to say, all right, people, if you hear somebody sneeze, tell them Gesundheit. That happens all the time. <laughs> people are sneezing all the time, right? Jews are always using those tissues. They're always, they've always got a runny nose. They've always got something going on. And therefore, um, but the fact that they were quiet on a, two times a year based on a government uh, decree, they're going to start thinking, oh, I, I see from here that you're allowed to talk during in the base medrash. Because no one's going to say, oh, well, uh, we could stop learning to stand for the, for the, for the Shoah, for the people who died defending the country. So I guess we can definitely talk. No one's going to make that type of assumption. But saying uh, Gesundheit, as he says, is Maise Bechalyam. And therefore, um, that might be a reason the Taz could be, could be Machmir. Um, Rav Hankin adds another reason why. He says that if you take a look, when it comes to the Chatan, the Chatan, as we know, is Potter from Kriyachma. Because he's got things on his mind. He's worried whether his wife is, 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 is going to be able to consummate the marriage properly, whether his wife is a virgin or not. So anyway, we say that he's Potter from saying Kriyachma. So the Halacha, as we know, Paskin and Shulchan Aruch is today it's different. Today, if a chosen says, I'm not saying Kriyashma because I'm, I'm too worried about the mitzvah I need to do, we call that a show-off. It looks like, oh, you have such kavana? Like you're Mr. Kavana man? Be honest, Rav Hankin says. You don't stop learning? Isn't something that goes on? Give me that cigarette, let's go out. Do you hear what went on? People are mafsagudvarim betalim. So now all of a sudden you're from. All of a sudden you're deciding, no, 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 we can't stop learning. We've got, we're not going to stand up for the, for, for the tzira. That looks like the same show-off. In fact, he says it might be worse than just showing off. Why? Look, the base medrash is by definition an open place. 
And we know that if you, especially if it's like a Haredish, a Yeshivish, a place, there might be reporters or other people coming and say, well, let's go and see what they're doing. You're not going to close the doors in the base Medrash. And we know that the, the secular society or the rest of Israeli society has a taina on the B'nai Torah, the people who weren't in the army, especially. <laughs> the ones who got out of going to the army. And they might specifically want to go into those Bate Medrash and see, are they standing up or not? And that's going to be a Chil Hashem when they see that nobody is registering the fact that outside the alarm is going on. Um, now, he finishes his psak by being honest enough to quote the opinion of Rashi and based the way he learns Rashi, uh, it turns out that there might be a problem of stopping your learning. And it's, it's a technical interpretation. It has to do with the Gemara about Rav uh, Hadras Melech making brachos that we mentioned before. But as he says here, that according to Rashi, we're not just worried about saying Amen, we're worried about the amount of time it takes, like in the case of making Bar Mariah the amount of time it would take to concentrate and listen to the man making a brocha. We're worried about the quiet time, the stopping. So according to Rashi, Lachora, <coughs> there should not be a heter. Again, all the other is shown him not. <coughs> but based on Shitas Rashi, which is not necessarily a posik, but based on Shitas Rashi, Ravankin is honest enough to admit because there's one thing of talking. But there's another problem, which is of, of stopping to learn. So, therefore, Rav Hankin writes, And because there is the opinion of Rashi, which is out there, that you shouldn't stop your learning. And what he is worried about, look at Rav Hankin here. Gamki eno kavod lenoflim lechabdam If, according to some opinions, this is called bitl Torah, so even though all the Israeli mavdal um, chevra are happy, and the people in the country are happy the B'nai Torah are doing it. But if it's not really a kavod, if according to Rashi, the great teacher, this would be considered the wrong thing to do, then this would not be honoring them by stopping our learning. And that's a, a really a very sensitive approach. So he says, this is what I think you should do. Yesh lakum, you should stand up. While that minute is going with the with the alarm, think about learning. Think about what you were just learning about. 
prepare something in learning to have in your mind while that's going on, and then sit back and learn again. And think that when you that you're doing this, the people who died in the Shoah, and the people who died defending Eretz Yisrael who were killed in terror attacks, and that's not called Havsokas Halimud. Even though it's not the same, like when you're talking and when you're talking to your chavrusa, or when you can hear what you're saying. That's the best way to learn, is by articulating it, speaking it out. But it's not li'kuva. Um, and even though it says in Shulchan Aruch that if a person doesn't talk when he learns, he just sits there quietly and thinks in his brain, it's brought in Shulchan Aruch that you'll forget that type of learning. Rav Hankin says that's only if that's the way you always learn. But for one minute... To learn mentally is not a problem. He says, even if you're with a chavrusa, many times you sit back and forth and you stroke your beard and you're thinking. You're not always talking every minute. There's always moments when when, when your mind is thinking. It's impossible to have a normal seder. And there's times when you're just thinking in your mind and nothing's going on. You're still makayim the mitzvah of limit Torah when that's going on. And therefore, that's not called bitl beis hamedrash. And he says, do some thinking, and that special thoughts should be mamish li'ili nishmas anofen. And that, he feels, would be the best way for it to happen. So I think it's, a, a like I said, a very psak of a young man, a 30-year-old, but I think you see the wisdom here and, 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 and the seriousness of the situation. But he didn't just say, yeah, come on, stand up. He went through the sugya, he developed it, and I think this is an approach that makes sense for people to follow. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.